<laughs> Your pronouns are is are. Yeah, is are. Here's my pronoun. Cracking a cold one. That's my pronoun, baby. What are you drinking right now? This is Athletic Brewing Free Wave Hazy IPA, non-alcoholic IPA, baby. It is delicious, actually. Well, you know what? This is a great segue uh, to the first article I could ah. read. Oh, oh God. Ah. Just... Mm. <laughs> it just okay. sounds so horrid. Ah, man, that's terrible. Wow. That's a bad in, idea. In a related story with your slurping and sipping... Which, why? Well, well how do I, why are you just like diving in? I feel so. Well, I don't even know don't what know, to do feel, right now. I feel like, like you just kicked Spartan, kicked me into the deep end of the news I feel, pool. <laughs> I feel like I have wasted Whoa. enough of the people's time. What are you talking about? Not, well, I just feel you know what I mean. This whole internet thing has been an issue, and it makes me sad. It's all just bonus content. Your internet problems are their bonus content. But it still makes me sad. Nah, don't be sad. Okay. These freaking pets. <laughs> these freaking like, that's peasants. how easy it is. Okay, fine. <laughs> Oh, and I and I forgot to tell everybody that I will be um, I will be consuming an alcoholic beverage while we do this. It looks like oh, four alcoholic beverages in one. Yeah, but that's only one for me. <laughs> so, um, just so that people can see how I test my professional level, because I want to make sure that I'm sharp in no matter what condition for the podcast. For, for the people. You believe that your podcasting abilities can defy science. Yes. And <laughs> yes. And like I should be able to podcast whether I'm hammered or hanging two fingers off of a cliff in a 14 mile an hour gust. <laughs> I don't know why that's oddly specific. For 14 <laughs> miles an hour with two fingers with my two fingers. Oh, wow. It's not the only thing I do with these two fingers either, just so everybody knows. <laughs> why, why are you laughing? The well, cliffhanger is what you call no. that move, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> the, the shocker's lesser-known cousin. Um, <laughs> welcome to the Off the Cuff show. <laughs> it just, that joke got, just kept getting like, permeating my skull even better yeah. just so you guys know i have not even really i actually haven't started drinking yet <laughs> but like it just took a second for like it to like simmer settle and then like ooze into the pores of my skull so that was well, i'm glad glad it finally seeped in <laughs> it was oh, good. for the listeners thank you for tuning in this is the off the cuff show part of the failure to stop podcast family we have four shows in the feed this is first of the week is on Mondays, and it is uh, Dave and I. Sometimes the UPP, Psh, the underpaid. It has producer. not been him lately. God lord, not lately. He did he did two He's... shows back to back and just wore himself out. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Right, <laughs> and, and still and still like talks about it as if, I know like, what he's he... doing right now because uh, in the family chat he said he's he asked everybody what they were doing today and and uh, I of course am podcasting because I'm here. Right. And he's like, I think I'm going to play video games. You got to be so kidding me. I think he's playing video games instead of being dedicated to the show. So if you guys ever have questioned the underpaid producer's commitment to this show, you don't have to wonder anymore. No. Today he is playing video games, and no. he is not here when he could be. Oh, my God. Amber said something very funny because um pretty sure they're in the same room. And I'll tell you what. It does look like it, doesn't it? Does it? Look like, it looks like I'm like catty corner to you over it does, the It does look like that. Room. 
same color. It's that. like almost the same exact color wall. That's fantastic. Uh, same blinds. Yeah, probably like yeah, it's very, oh, very, very God. similar. That's true. I can assure you that Dave moved very, very far away. That is true. It's in a different time zone. Um, that is so true. Anywho, this show, uh, we explore law enforcement-related news, give our hot takes, give our responses, engage on different <sighs> topics, and that's this show. Tuesday night, 8 p.m., broadcast live on YouTube, and then comes out Wednesday is uh, Andrea and, and Tansy. They cover true crime stories. Thursday, Tansy does Last Call. All the pop culture news you need to be ready for your weekend. And Fridays is sort of like the flagship uh, show where where this uh, where this started with Failure to Stop. We break down police-related cases, whether it's uh, current, past, body cam stuff, uh, major incidents, that kind of thing. So uh, plenty going on for you to consume. If you want to support the show, then you can go to failuretostop.com, grab some merch. You can share up the show with people that you think might like it. You can leave a rating and a review. You can follow so the podcast is downloaded automatically on Apple Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Oh my gosh, you can uh, you can become a member on YouTube that gives you access to private live streams and recording the non-broadcast shows, the Discord discounts, uh, all the, all that good stuff. And then lastly, you can support our sponsors, the flagship, which is ghost bed. Uh, spooky. A, it's spooky. Good. Sleep, sleep. So good. I think yeah, that's what it is. Spooky. Good. Uh, sleep. So good. It's scary. Uh, Love it. <laughs> ghost, ghost bed. Yep. Um, I don't know where I put ghost bed on the screen right there, but that's, yep, that's there's not really broadcast this. but, uh, Oh, there it is. Ghost bed. Code Wolfpack to Ooh. save thirty five percent. Get yourself a wolf bed. We, li- I, you guys think I'm kidding, but like literally this morning as we sat in church in church together, me and the UPP next we were, we were talking about our ghost beds just this morning, like in our normal conversation, like uh, like man, you look kind of like you didn't sleep good. He's actually I slept really really great. Like I could have kept going. I think I'm just still tired. I could could have still I was sleeping so good in my ghost bed, like. And this is just normal conversation with us. So uh, we are very, very satisfied customers, and you could be too. Uh, use the code Wolfpack. Let them know we sent you. If by if for some reason, because they do run specials every once in a while that exceed our discount, hey, take absolutely take the higher price, and then at the end, they'll do a little survey of how you heard about them, and just tell them you heard about them uh, from this podcast. That way, they're like, oh, cool. Uh, our advertising is working. That's what the, that's what they want. So, yeah, and I believe they they were quoted as going, "Hey man, I guess it's working." And I'm just yeah. saying that's what I, <laughs> I remember that recorded. They they sent yeah, us yeah. that recorded audio, which is kind of cool. Yes, really yes, live, indeed. cutting edge stuff. <laughs> hey man, uh, you're also what you are going to hear yesterday. Normally, we record Monday's episodes on Saturday morning, bright and sure, early. Man. We already did that, so tomorrow, show. yeah. And we are recording on Sunday, October 16th, what you won't even hear until what, what a week everybody from tomorrow else won't even hear. Two weeks from tomorrow. Yep. So, sorry, you guys uh, have, well, I mean, maybe not. You guys have Saturdays to yourselves for the next couple of weeks. Because uh, I, I was like, hey, Dave, I'm going to be out of town. The next two Saturdays, and he's like, "I'm glad you brought that up," because I was like, "So, do you want to like 
do you want Tansy to fill in? Do you want like the, how do you want to work this? And he's like, actually I will be out of town the next two Saturdays. What if the truth be told, I was so afraid of working with Tansy that I actually made plans to go out of town. <laughs> I spent like $3,000 just to go out of town. So I, <laughs> I thought it was going to be your pec implants that you've been wanting to get. And it was just going to be a recovery time. And you had no, to go to the special no. clinic that's only in Mexico to get them. No, so although, that however, gonna... that you, well, you remember my calf uh, implants. That's why. Um, but it's not going to be that the was same. rough. That was yeah. rough. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, my my buttocks implants went a little bit smoother, and you know that was a couple months ago. So I'm gonna get there, man. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be freaking rebuilding. Yeah, non naturally swole. That's what I like to call it. Yes, so I'm really excited about that. <laughs> it's my never do another sit up program. <laughs> That's right. Uh, where am I going? Uh, this is guys. Sometimes you'll hear us addressing people in the chat because they're members. They love us enough to actually show up and be here with us. Uh, I am going to San Antonio for tomorrow through Thursday. I fly home Thursday night just long enough to throw my clothes in the in the laundry. And then I will be leaving. Uh, myself and Mrs. Mike the Cop will be headed out of town Friday morning until the next uh, Saturday night. So quite a quite a journey. And we'll be trekking all over uh, Florida will be I will be emceeing the running for heroes first annual um, like black tie affair fundraiser gala type thing so I will be participating in that and then I will also be emceeing uh, FHE health um, it is something being put on for local first responders and so I will be I am seeing that event as well, which I'm really looking forward to because Jason Redman, who is a Navy SEAL dude, um, he's got some crazy injuries and experiences, and he's going to be the keynote speaker. So I will get to meet him, cool. which I'm super excited about. And so it'll be, it should be a fun trip. Um, I might get a chance to go down and say hi to some friends that own a brewery that are trying to kind of rebuild their community down in Fort Myers. Just depends on the schedule, but yeah, man, I'm going to be out of town for essentially a long time. <laughs> you will be for sure. I mean, you are taking <laughs> like, literally, sherry, literally no, almost two weeks. Yeah. But you will be taking Sherry. So, I mean, for you figured, you know what? I should be miserable. Um, so obviously clearly that's why you're taking your wife. You just, felt too guilty about having a good time so you're like i'm gonna bring my wife i'll just be miserable be like what could make sitting at a beach airbnb worse oh yeah bringing her (laughs) so yeah it's tough i like that it took you just yesterday to to tell me that you're going out of town Mm -hmm. for me to remember that i too was also going out (laughs) of town for two weeks you know it's for two weekends in a row it's just ridiculous it will be a long time without my ghost bed I we've talked about that. We fear dude, it. It's it. I am. I am. I'm literally like afraid of how yeah. unrested I will feel by from traveling for close to two weeks without being in my normal bed for sure. It will have an impact on me. So yeah, this is about the only time where it is acceptable for a man to look forward to an overabundance of pillows on a bed. 
mm-hmm. um, because they are not yep. decorative at that point. They will be utilized because each and every pillow at a hotel it will have to be strategically is, placed. Yes, because we all know that they're the size or the floppiness of a sheet of paper, technically. And so it takes like four pillows to equal like one normal pillow. And they're always so stingy, like they just ran out of pillows somehow. You know what I mean? Like we just <laughs> I don't, don't understand have the why pillows. they're stingy with the blankets. I like I like oh, yeah. I like a lot of blankets. Even in the summer, I'll, I would rather be heavy blankets and just like my feet have to be covered. Really? Even, no matter what, even in the heat. And if I get too hot, I can just pop the foot out. It's like a control mechanism, and then I cool back down. Temperature like, control. But, man, you have to keep the temperature low in a hotel. Um, well, fortunately, I'm only in a hotel for part of this trip. Like, half of it will be hotel. Half of it will be Airbnb. The hotel half scares me because if you keep it too warm in there, it, like, wreaks havoc on your sinuses for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. And so you got to keep it really cool. And then you got to like call down and get extra blankets to like actually be warm when you're sleeping. I, I like how we're getting a inside in-depth look at what goes on through your skull when you're trying to fucking sleep. Mike. What matters it's a to little, me. Yeah. It's a little, and honestly, it's a little bit terrifying <laughs> because I would never, um, I, I'm just glad I'm not a concierge at a hotel because I don't think you would ever be happy. I'd be, I'd be like... <laughs> <laughs> Sir, how how was your sleep? Well, it was okay at first, and then, you know, the blanket. Well, what about the blanket? Well, you just didn't have the amount of blanket that Doesn't I needed. Have much, much you were missing some pillows. Um, I'm like, well, yeah, but we gave you 15. Yes, I know, but you guys also ran out on me. And I had to put my feet out uh, a couple times per, during the night. So, you know, the guy's just like, okay, oh, I don't know what to do with this guy, man. Have a drink. You are how you say beautiful. Um, another deep office reference. I misquoted an episode of the office this afternoon when it was on, which I punish myself when that happens by going back to season one, episode one. I have to start all over. Ah, it makes sense. Once it works, I cannot progress. I I can't progress through the office till the end. If I'm, if I am bold enough to quote a line before it happens and I mess it up, that's my own fault. And I go back to the beginning. Do you finish the episode or do you just shut it off there? It's like a record. Just scratch it and, and start over. I, fin- I finish it because it's so good. You always finished, Mike. That's the one thing I've liked about you. And I remember that yeah. time, the, well, the few times we spent the night together. And Mike you do the love finisher. blankets. Yeah. Mike the finisher. I mean, you that's love, been the, the name. You love it hot inside those covers. And uh, wow, that was some jujitsu. I can tell you that much. <laughs> it was a good time. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Man, that's a lot of housekeeping. It is. How do we get? It's like, all right, now we got to figure this out because then the next episode we really won't have much housekeeping. So we, we don't need do this. It. Yeah, we oh. can. We sure do. Absolutely. Are we going to do like housekeeping every time? How are we going to handle this? Do you want to do all your stories one episode and all mine the next episode? You know, it just doesn't matter. I think we should still uh, each kind of take a, a turn because we're just never. It's never going to get old. But I do. I do have a incredibly sensitive topic to discuss with this next article. This is going to affect a lot of police officers. This is going to, well, and I'm, I'm just going to say it. I'm going to be bold about this. This is going to affect police officers more than being killed in the line of duty or being Uh-oh. injured. Yeah. Um, Which I'll, I'll, I'm just going to. In the last like 
96 hours. I think there's been 14 attacks on cops and seven killed. Yeah, it's it's been brutal, but been nothing, wild. nothing is as brutal as this. And I'm going to read the article. Bang Energy gets $34 million lifeline over Monster's objection. Yeah, a bankruptcy judge on Thursday said Bang Energy can tap $34 million of a new $100 million credit line to keep it afloat, sidestepping an objection from the energy drink maker's larger rival, Monster Beverage. Mm. Bang, which filed for bankruptcy this week. Now, you guys got to be, I'm, I'm, this is my question to why did Bang file for bankruptcy? I know, right? It's weird, right? I think it was because they got caught lying. Really? About an ingredient or something. Oh. I don't so know. they do put a dollop of sour cream it in It wasn't there. cake it. batter. That was the batter, apparently. <laughs> they will use the it wasn't fresh actual, cash. It wasn't actual cake, so. No. Well, this is see, this is what's scary. So you file for bankruptcy, and then you get somehow a line of fucking credit like how does this like is this one of those too big to fail things now i know there's a lot of police we officers. can't let bank fail i know like, that's what i'm it's saying like, the like big three automotive you know, officers right now it's all like the around, housing the, mar- around the mortgage the industry country. it cannot fail yeah they're around the country going oh my god like they're having like cold sweats like it's like they're like dude i don't care. i've never had a bang i don't know i haven't either but they're like i don't i don't care if i get shot at I don't care if my partner dies in the line of duty. I don't care. What are we doing about this bang problem are, we've got here? Like <laughs> what seriously, are we like, doing about the real issues at hand? It's, it has taken over. I, I honestly, it's, I feel like it's just taken over the police beverage industry. Bang over <laughs> monster drink beverage. Industry. It's <laughs> the law enforcement. It's the uh, the official <laughs> whatever of of the law enforcement. It's the official drink of law enforcement. I think, dude. I feel like. <laughs> Based on the last couple of years of TikToks, I feel like uh, cops are like eighty-seven percent of Bang's business. Yes, and it's in and why coincidentally, that, it's in eighty-seven percent of their their blood level <laughs> as well. I, I was always. Uh, I think me and you shared the same passion for uh, Blue Monsters. Yes, and I still and do. I, I still love Blue Monsters. I haven't had one in years, man. Really, years. Yeah. Man, I yeah, I I can I used I definitely, to always get a dude one or two of those per shift, which is not healthy, you know, especially after a venti americano. Like, oh okay, <laughs> so now now you're just trying to kill yourself. It's not good. I think now I we think talk about that euthanasia. My current heart issues. Your your assisted suicide is about to work. I guess. <laughs> um, oh my god, that's so funny because yeah, it's it, I know Bang is huge uh, with. Actually, it seems weird. It's almost like Bang is huge with with younger cops. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I, but it's I, a generational thing. Maybe it's, but it's everywhere. What's this Bang stuff? Yeah, what is Can't this? Can't you get a monster like a real man? They take a sip. They're like Bang. Like that's What's all this their cake batter bullshit. <laughs> cake batter. Well, get yourself the, a a no car blue monster, bitch. Dude, it's so good. Anyway, I'm sorry. I, I'm getting off track here. Uh, they filed for bankruptcy this week, blah, blah, blah. Monster voiced concerns about details of the loan in a bankruptcy hearing on Thursday, arguing it will unfairly hurt lower-ranking creditors like itself. Uh, Bang owes Monster, what? Nearly $300 million after losing a false, you were right, advertising yeah. lawsuit weeks ago, and the two have been entangled in a separate fight over trademark infringement. The I just want to be in the meeting to... where the monster guys are like, we got him, boys. We got... <laughs> right by can the you... bang balls. 
Can you just imagine what their boardroom looks like? It's a bunch of dudes in affliction shirts and fucking <laughs> wristbands. <laughs> Spiky hair. <laughs> they're Chad, all, like, what do we got? Yeah, Stand by, their, Chad. Their BMXs all, up to all the freaking front door. <laughs> and Kyle's. Uh, Chad's and Kyle's are the only people allowed to have any presence at the at the board table. They actually they actually bring drywall in as like a means of like trying to like temper things. <laughs> temper if, Well, you have to break issues. through a drywall to get into the meeting. That's how you enter. <laughs> so There's no doors. There's no doors at Monster HQ. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's always just re-screwed up with freaking drywall. Uh, okay, so the problem, I, you know, it's it's weird that they owe they owe them three hundred million dollars. So then they file for bankruptcy, and then they get a hundred million dollar credit line on top of that. Like they owe us three hundred million. Then has to be paid back. Uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll throw you a lifeline. What's going on here? Where monsters like helping Bang survive? What's going on? I know. They sued um, them. <laughs> they sued but, them to crush them, and then they like. <laughs> Throw well, a little they, lifeline. Yeah, but they're What's not giving going the on? lifeline. They're bitching about the lifeline that the oh. that the creditors are giving them. They're saying, "Hey, I'm look, this isn't fair." You know, um, yeah, you cannot screw this one up, Mike. You can screw up a lot of things. You can screw up true crime, no problem. You can you can screw up in politics. Do not screw up this bang issue that we have in front <laughs> of us here. Uh, the problem, according to Monster, is that the deal calls for giving bangs lenders new. Better claims to the drink maker's assets when the rest of the loan is drawn, diminishing recoveries of lower-ranking creditors. In court papers, Monster's lawyers also call out tight milestones embedded in the financing that they say will chill potential uh, bidding for banks' assets. Dude, this is just, it's so funny, man. I just, why doesn't Monster just buy Bang then? You know, they should. They should just absorb that. Just name it Bang a Monster. You know what I mean? Like something like kind of cool. Monster like Bang. That. <laughs> Why? Bangster. <laughs> Why? <laughs> oh my god, cuz then you'd have to have a bunch of Kyles and then police officers on the board of directors. <laughs> like, it's a bad time, Bob. <laughs> what exactly do you do here? <laughs> All right, so sorry, I had to get that one out because I figured Hey, that's let's hit probably the, the most important story we're yeah. going to cover. Let's hit with the hardest, heaviest hitting stuff that we've got uh, in the last year. Let's do that right now, and that's why I figured we would, we would, I would hit you with this, this bang issue, you know. So I love it. Yeah. So go ahead. What do you got for me? I, I, I'm, <clears throat> I feel like I'm actually mentally ready for whatever you're about to throw out today. All right. Uh, I am going to read a completely non-biased article from Law Enforcement Today, oh. entitled. Biden's, uh, Biden's goon squad, the FBI. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Again, like I said, not biased. No, 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 no. You can see. You can tell from the headline that this is, uh, it, it might bridged. be a little hard hitting, but it is objective. Right. Clearly. Uh, Biden's goon squad, the FBI, targets 87-year-old concentration camp survivor mm. as agency continues targeting pro-life activists. Mm. Interesting. Some five months after pro-baby-killing extremists firebomb churches and crisis pregnancy centers, the epitome of professional law enforcement, the FBI, has made exactly zero arrests. Nada. Zilch. This is the words in Law Enforcement Today Online Edition. That even makes it better. (laughs) This, despite the fact at least two pro-abortion groups accepted responsibility for at least one of them. But fear not, America. 
The FBI is hard at work with their latest coup being the arrest of an 87-year-old woman who happened to have spent time in a German concentration camp, all for the crime of sitting in front of an abortion clinic and praying. No. But uh, she was charged with violating the FACE Act, or what is called the Freedom of Access to Clinic Entrances, uh, this month. So multiple uh, peaceful protesters were uh, arrested uh, by sitting in front of an abortion clinic and praying. So, um, yeah, um, FBI made sure that they took care of that 87-year-old concentration camp survivor. Uh, She was arrested. Um, As a point of information, the FACE Act also applies to people who do stuff like firebomb abortion clinics. But, hey, what's a little gasoline on a building when people are praying? Um, you know what's interesting yeah. about that? She was that she I was six years the, old when the Nazis invaded Yugoslavia. Oh Dude, that's so brutal. You know, I was just thinking about like where we are, where our government is, and I actually pulled up some audio from the FBI uh, a speaking conference. If you want to hear just a, a just a little bit of it, yes, yeah, here it is, right here. Ah, yes, yes, as current director. Yeah. I would know that anywhere. Yeah, it's just one of those... (laughs) One of those things. (laughs) You're a horrible human being. Um, Wow, but at least they got her, though. You know, that's the second time she's been got, I guess. Yeah. Nice job, guys. Nice job. Way to be. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. She said, uh, for her part, she said that she views these clinics as the death camps of America. I saw people sitting in front of abortion clinics in Atlanta, and I've been involved ever since. She has been arrested more than 46 times by sitting in front of abortion clinics. Mm -hmm. You know, I I feel like we have talked about this before. And as you know, um, there's some abortion clinics, uh, at least, I mean, obviously everywhere, but there's at least a couple in uh in sterling heights and man i'll tell you what we have had our issues with both sides calling nonstop. and i can tell you this that the one thing that uh we ended up arresting a a group before um because they were on private property and Mm -hmm. the owner didn't want them there they were protesting against abortion and um and they were all very very nice Mm -hmm. um but in the end um we we did take them in. There was no bloodshed. There was no problems. I mean, on the outside, at least, at least outside the building. Um, <laughs> yeah. But when we brought them in, they were live streaming it, and we did not know. And uh, they, in the end, the only thing I saw or learned from that is that there are some groups out there that pretend as if they are doing, we'll say, God's work. When real in, in reality, all they're saying is, "Hey, look at me, yeah, look at me," mm-hmm. um, because they were taking pictures outside of the department after they bonded out. Um, they were live streaming. A matter of fact, one of our officers got in trouble. Um, you know, he was trying to de-escalate this whole thing um, and was like, "Yeah, no, hey guys, I really, I, you know, I in the end, I agree with you guys. You, we just you can't go about it this way and this." And he ended up getting in trouble. He got, I think, he actually got days off for for really? saying that. Yep. 
No, I'm not oh. kidding. I'd take um, those days off in a second. Yeah. I mean, I, I still, I, I mean, you know, the, the thing is. The is craziness that, of a cop saying he doesn't want people to be killed. Yeah. I, yeah. I, <laughs> you I can't know. say and, that. And the, the only issue that I had, had with that whole thing is that um, as a crisis negotiator, because they were basically saying like, well, you can't, you know, have these kind of conversations with people and this and this. And uh, in, it was funny because I'm thinking, first of all, why why not? I, I'm First why of all, not? I am a human being. Yeah. Um, I am I and, and they were saying something about agreeing with uh, or participating in a certain kind of speech like it was uh, either religious or government. Well, I forgot what, how they said it. it was something it, it was like in their manual of conduct, you know, and I was disappointed because, you know, as a negotiator, you know, I don't know if you guys anybody here knows I spent, a, oh, my God, 13 years on the negotiator team for Sterling Heights. Uh, I loved every second of it, and I hate to say that, but I worked with some of the fucking best and most professional people um, in any police category or category of, of human beings ever. Um, and and so in negotiator train, we, we, we purposely lie to people. I mean, is sure. that something that I'm not allowed to do as a negotiator, as a police officer? Cops Fuck lie yeah, to people all the time. To, I'm allowed to fucking lie. I'm allowed to tell people what, they, what I think they should hear. Um, I sometimes I have to tell people what they don't want to hear, but there's there's no limit as a negotiator. I'm still acting in a police uh, um, yeah. capacity, but however, all of a sudden it changes when you're just talking to an individual while who that you're taking into the police department. But um, but in the end, I I, I was very disappointed, uh, you know, clearly with both sides. But uh, the the supposed we'll say Christian group that it was used it more as a a step towards look at look at me look at how i i've suffered Mm -hmm. um and never once said anything about the children like it was just like when you set out when you set out to do that kind of stuff you got to make sure like if you're on somebody's private property then you're gonna you might have to deal with the consequences of that and they probably knew that right like there's a right. way to go they about it know. that is going to avoid law enforcement being able to enforce something on you that's going to take you to jail yeah. uh, versus versus well, and, otherwise. But here's the thing, Mike, is when you tell me that this is your hill to die on, this is your conviction going to jail for these unborn children, then when you say that 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 is your conviction, this is what your moral conviction is and that there is nothing else greater than that, and that's why you're there in the first place. Then, and I don't know how you feel about this, but how this all came down, I was like, well, then I will see you in about 30 minutes after you bond out then, because right. you shouldn't be yes. stopping what you're doing. I mean, if you are, if you're clearly, or was this one time good enough not for re- you because yeah, you could get yeah. the pictures? No, I, I get what you're saying. It's like, are you going to be there tomorrow? Yeah. What about Tuesday? Yeah. I mean, Wednesday? Are you going to get arrested I, every day? Exactly. And yeah. that was my thing is, is I get, there are people that have those convictions and there are people that go out all the time for days, but they do it correctly. They stay on the sidewalk. They do the things that they're supposed to do. In this case, they purposely went on private property, knowing what the results were going to be when they and they they told us physically they were just not going to move. Although when we they did, they had no problem, you know, getting handcuffs on and that. So they we'd have to drag them away. It wasn't like that at right, all. They were right, actually right. pretty very kind. But in the end, it, it really it really hardened me on. Uh, people's intents uh, when it comes to big matters uh, such as that. Like, okay, well, I guess I'll see you in 30 minutes when you bond out. Whoa, 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 what do yeah, you mean? It doesn't, uh, you it doesn't necessarily prove 
what they're trying to prove, which is like, see, they care more about taking us to jail than they care about stopping the death inside. It's like, well, unfortunate, unfortunately, what's going on inside has been sanctioned by the government. Right. 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 Now, there's all there's all sorts of potential solutions to that that reality. But it's it just kind of doesn't doesn't prove what they're trying to get get across. No, it not at all. And again, if you want to stay on the sidewalk, and you know, instead of like the honk if you're horny, like honk if you're against abortion, <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll pass. My and that's why my horn is disabled. Cause that's why <laughs> just wore actually, it out. Literally wore my my horn right. Out. It fell out <laughs> from underneath the the car. But, you know, so I don't, I don't know, man. I just, it bugged the shit out of me. I just didn't, I don't like the idea of people doing something for their own self-gratification under the guise that they're doing, we'll say, God's work or any kind of a moral pedestal that they want to step on. When there's a million ways to go about certain things that are that are achieving the same type of thing that you're, you're, they're trying to do. And they do, they were a traveling group. They would go from one state to another state to another state. You know, so it just just kind of hardened me on that. I was very, very disappointed, you know. For sure. Yeah. Oh, well, anyway, my turn? That, was, that was the unbiased article from, from Law Enforcement <laughs> today. <laughs> Dude, I, this, I got this next article, article from NPR.org, okay. online edition. Uh, in the culture <laughs> section, a pair of Levi's that sold for $76,000 reflects anti-Chinese sentiment of the 19th century. Dude. This is a great article. Wait, what? I'm going to read it. I know. Can you read it? Read this headline again. Nope. I am not going to do it. I'm just going <laughs> to read this article because you will get the idea. <laughs> okay. So, what does this have to do with policing? Um, I don't know. Let me see. I'll find something. <laughs> a pair of Levi's, uh, a pair of Levi's jeans sold for more than seventy-five thousand dollars. Don't worry. Inflation hasn't gotten that bad. <laughs> the really old pair of jeans hails from the 19th century. The jeans were put up for a bid at an auction in New Mexico. Two vintage clothing collectors teamed up to, I didn't even know that existed, but I mean, why not, right? Uh, teamed up to put down the cash in order to bring their piece, this piece of history back to California. And this is not a place, I think, that California is not, not a good place for this one to go. <laughs> With a 15% buyer's premium, the duo, Zip Stevenson and Kyle Hoppert, put down a combined $87,400. The agreement to go into the deal together was, be, was made as the jeans were being auctioned. The deal was captured by Hoppert's uh, phone, <laughs> by Halpert's phone, <laughs> and posted on Instagram. Uh, the pants were found years ago by denim historian... See, this is weird, right? How do you become a I, denim historian? I, I, I know. Um, Michael Harris in an abandoned mine shaft, according to the Wall Street Journal online edition. Aside from the pants wear and tear and what the buyers in Harris believe to be candle wax from the former wear, a miner that they, they believe, the jeans, jeans hold another like under piece age? of history. No, or below, below surface level. <laughs> below, well, I, M-I-N-E-R-S. What if I was like, no, it's it's minors, M I N O R. Wait, what? Um, one I mean, that that's Levi, who makes the jeans, right? Right, yes, exactly. Um, the jeans hold another piece of history, one that Levi's l- likely wants to forget. One of the faded pockets on the pants bears the phrase, the only kind made by white labor. 
isn't that crazy? <laughs> Levi Strauss and Company is a company with a long and mostly proud, mostly proud heritage <laughs> across <laughs> our history. Proud. It's we like the, stri- the sheriff's department that gets caught. We will never do that again. That one lapse in our Dude, judgment. I love that you fixed. said that. That was right in my head as soon as you said it. Um, it says, across our history, we have strived to do good in and beyond our business and to be a positive force for equality and racial justice. <laughs> I don't know. This is G. We're talking about fucking jeans here. It's jeans, dude. You either I know. You either like them or don't. Yeah. You either like jeans or you don't, you idiot. A Levi Strauss company uh, spokesman told NPR in an email statement, quote, but there have been times when we've fallen short. <laughs> Why are people apologizing for the 1700s? When is oh, this? I, when is this from? When are these genes from? The early eight, or eighteen around eighteen seventies. So, okay. So, yes, clearly. I mean, like, what, economic, why are we apologizing for things I, said or done in the eighteen hundreds? Stop it! It's it's mind boggling. It. It's mind boggling. You know why? It it means nothing. Uh, it no, doesn't me it doesn't why. mean anything. No, it does. Let me tell you why. It means something to those people that want that. The reason being is if they can push off their racism to our fathers and and mothers and grandfathers and all that, then they don't have to take responsibility for their own racism. It's just misplace the guilt. Yep. That's it. That's that's all it is. Uh, an economic crisis in the United States in the 1870s led to high unemployment and fueled an anti-Chinese sentiment and rampant discrimination. In 1882, when Congress passed the Chinese Exclusion Act, there was a significant social pressure not to hire Chinese workers. The Chinese and Strauss, uh, adopted an anti-Chinese labor policy. Uh, the Chinese Exclusion Act was the first instance in the U.S. history that immigrants were prevented from entering the United States based solely on their race and class, according to prior reporting to by NBR. NPR, the law established a 10-year ban on Chinese laborers uh, immigrating to the United States. Further restrictions on the immigration of Chinese laborers uh, continued well into the 20th (laughs) century. You know what? We're not going to let you make any genes for the next 10 years. How's that sound? Yeah, in your face. What do you think about that? Isn't that weird? (laughs) What a weird punishment. It's so dumb. During this time in the 19th century, Levi's declared in ads and on its products that the products were made by white labor. The thinking was that this would improve sales in line with consumers' viewpoints (laughs) at the time. Apparently it worked. These guys have been going on for a long time. I want my jeans from the white man and my heroin from the yellow. (laughs) No, opium. Got to be opium. Opium. Yeah, yeah, opium. I'm I'm sorry. I was calling it the wrong uh, name. That's okay. That's all right. Um, so yeah, it, it's it's. I'm gonna wear these jeans made by my friend down to the den. <laughs> <laughs> they actually have a, a picture of the jeans. Isn't that crazy, dude? It's so weird. How short was that person, dude? I know, right? It looks like those jeans. Actually, it looks like the jeans were cut off. Uh-huh. Um, so well, they although, probably had to cut them off the minor. Oh my god, yes, dude. You know, <laughs> okay, this is what really happened. These may be cut off at the at the cuffs or at the you know. But this was a fucking eight-year-old mining shit back in the fucking 1800s. You know it. This was a fucking eight-year-old. Oh, my gosh, dude. That, you know that's true. Because oh, you boy. can see where the yellow spots are. That's probably where their knees are. Like, they're tiny, <laughs> tiny fucking little fucking people, dude. These pairs of jeans. You guys can't see these little jeans. They're like tiny fucking jeans. I'm not kidding. Made oh, yeah. in USA. Dude, it USA. is a small person. Look at USA. You can see where the knee bends Screw are those the kids, back. dude. They needed to learn some character. Guys, tell me I'm wrong here. These fucking jeans look they were f- like they were from a fat eight year old kid. <laughs> name name Josiah. Hus- they didn't call him Husky back then either. <laughs> no, they did. They're straight up fat. No, no, back then, yeah, actually, that would be fat. 
They're like, dude, they're making fun of him. You know what's oh, dude, wild is it looked um, like there was a skull thing in the back. You know, in the back fucking with a, a pocket a, too. An dude. early Punisher skull. <laughs> dude, this is ridiculous, dude. Dude, um, there's an antique shop that we I didn't know you walked to. <laughs> well, I wouldn't call it that. Um, it's in Traverse City. It's like a. It's actually a pretty cool place. It's like four stories. Lots of, I mean, lots of cool stuff. Anyway, one of the the favorite th- sections that I like to go to is like old military uniforms. Mm. So they'll get they'll have uniforms from the Korean War, uh, World War II, fighter pilot jackets, like all kinds of stuff. And it's like right. it's amazing how tiny these things are. Very very weird. It is right? crazy how much we have grown since World War II. I don't know what the hell happened. <laughs> To our yeah. food or to our why well, I I don't know, man, but we are a lot bigger humans. Oh yeah, there's than, clearly than what was going on in the nineteen forties. That's for sure. It's yeah. wild, man. What do you think the best looking um World War II uniforms are though? I've seen these ones with like these uh weird uh broken cross looking set things on them. American or is it no, I don't know. I think it was from somewhere in Europe. It had like this, uh, yeah, like it was like a cross, but then it was like bent on all the corners. And then. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let's be honest. Those Nazi uniforms were badass looking. That would instill fear yeah, they, in any human. Yeah, they being. were. They, they were, were fucking black and a lot sharp of and their skulls, shiny skulls and shit. A lot of a uh, lot of attention to detail there. Very, oh my very God. intentional. The SS uh, symbol shit. That's some scary shit. I dude. love uh I love the pilot gear from from World War II. I really do. Genuinely. Like the jackets are the coolest freaking things ever. So they are pretty I, cool, aren't they? Yeah. Honestly, I I still have to go. I th- I honestly think I have to go with the German uniforms. Um the the officer uniforms, like those SS uniforms were badass. Mm-hmm. But also, um oh, I don't remember what units those were, but they were actually utilizing camouflage on the, the top portions, the the upper the BDU tops. Um, really? Yeah, mm-hmm. it was very it was cool because it didn't seem like we didn't use a lot of um a camouflage uh patterns in uh in World War Two. Now somebody on here might be able to give a better indicator of when when we started utilizing uh like an actual camouflage pattern um you know you know germany even to this day still mostly uses like splotches like the like actual dots um i have a german uniform that i got when i was i don't probably i think I'm sure i told this story when i went and trained with their mountain troops and uh and we ended up trading and i uh, for that and a hat too and um i didn't realized that I didn't have another fucking top or hat and I had to wear those German the German top and the German hat to my fucking uh <laughs> not kidding in the morning uh in formation what they say um you know what they didn't they're just like what the fuck right like I don't even remember like it was like a scene out of dances and wolves good well, trade I were <laughs> I, well I worked for like I I I actually like the the job that I did was more of a kind of like a very relaxed as far as uniforms went um so i i did long range surveillance so they didn't really care what we wore or or what we brought with us and so it wasn't that big of a deal you know back in the day so uh you guys you guys have probably seen this um there was a lot of 
SEAL deployments in which those those groups, depending on how they organize themselves, wore jeans. Yes. Jocko talks about that with uh, Origin Maine that he works the company he's part owner in. Uh, that they make jeans, and there was there was a time in Vietnam where it was very common for special operators to be wearing jeans in the field. Yeah, yeah, we we so never that'd be a used, cool uniform. We didn't use jeans um, ever because it just didn't make great camouflage. However, it probably would more in the desert or, or the Middle East. Um, but for us, it was it was always some kind of 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 camo. Um, I know that. Even when we went to Bosnia, because our job was to look for um, mass grave sites and, and um, what we considered they were like basically war criminals mm-hmm. um, on the on the Serbian side, and so we ended up actually going down in, under the guise of another um, unit, and you know, so they d- didn't even know. Yeah, I was wearing uh, was it first armored. Or second armor division patches. I wasn't. We weren't that at all. Um, and so then you know we would go out and <laughs> they would see us leaving. Like who the fuck are those? You know because we worked. We did work. We never saw them, but they never saw us either. Like we worked with seals and green. You know green berets. So special forces. Um, but we never like we all did our own thing. You know what I mean. So our our job was to do some something specific theirs was to do whatever they were doing which was a guaranteed more high speed than whatever we were doing yeah. and so yeah so but yeah i mean looking for mass grave sites it can be a very boring thing although that was what i was trained to do so it, for me it was not like it wasn't boring. you were like <laughs> dude mm. let me tell you man it was it there were times like i remember oh my god it's funny that we're getting onto this subject but um we would look for these mass grave sites because we knew that they existed because of satellite imagery mm-hmm. so we would we would uh, check the the satellite imagery imagery in these meetings and stuff like that and and uh and go out in search of and uh there was times where they were marked like when we'd get there and like it was the un was there already like marking areas off at certain times and then there's times where we had to go out and actually to to see if they even existed and i remember the ground crunching underneath me under a thin sheet of grass um because of the bones and stuff Mm. and it was a very surreal feeling you know what i mean um there were times where like in like a farm field i remember we saw a uh well there were there were bodies sealed up in plastic um, and then we would ask the farmer, like, "What the how the fuck did this happen?" He's like, "I don't know," you know. But that was not an uncommon <laughs> thing because they would just use it to um, help till their their you know their soil and stuff too. You know, I don't know why the plastic, you know, um, for some of them were separated. Um, but yeah, I mean, dude, there was dude, it was you know the mass grave sites were definitely not the most fun I've ever had. But I, again, I did work with a good group of people. But uh, man, and I brought back a lot of pictures. I have no idea where any of those fucking pictures are. And if they would have saw that we had pictures, they because they didn't want us to have bringing pictures back, you know, necessarily of the of a Bosnian government, you know. <laughs> what did you take pictures with? The cell phones didn't exist. No, I mean we actually had cameras, cameras dude. Yeah, we I took it pretty freaking much you were you had everything put it up with, on the tripod and put the the cloth over your yeah. head <laughs> with the like black powder flash. <laughs> I'd put my saber away and then I would put the thing over. 
Well, you know, and we actually just had like the we would just do the disposable cameras. That's what we used for for a ton of stuff. Wild, we man. did actually have digital cameras. We I, when we went down there the second time, they actually gave us a whole bunch of shit. So we had satcom. We actually had digital cameras. We had GPS systems that were not being used at the time. I mean, this is you know, 1995, 1996. Right. Um, and the GPSs were, were like really big at the time. And uh, I'll, I'll never, I thought I was so fascinated by them. And you could see like <clears throat> the readouts of where satellites are going one way or another. But the digital cameras were hilarious because, it, I mean, they were great for us, but you would take a picture and you'd have to hold it there until it snapped a picture it would take like five seconds to take a digital picture dude so it was just really like technology for us it was amazing but now i look at technology now going oh my god like we're at a cut the cutting edge of the military technology at the time but it still sucked back then you know so weird god so weird it's wild man yeah um is oh it's your turn because i did the racist jeans Somehow we incorporated policing somewhere in there, some yeah. somewhere. And I'm sure that there was uh, constables chasing that guy, which is why he he fled. He left his jeans off and ran around like a crazy person. Ran right out of his really jeans. wanted for yeah. So sure probably because what... the jeans fell off because they had he had worked himself in the mines to the bone. <laughs> that eight year old kid had been like <laughs> clawing at the mines trying to find oh, blood so diamonds good. or something. <laughs> <laughs> blood diamonds in in the US in a mining shaft. <laughs> well, I mean they realized a couple years later that they were, you know, working that it was for naught. Yeah, yeah, yes, it's all for naught. Right. For naught. <laughs> for naught. You tune into this show to have a, a higher level of education. I'm glad. Yeah. So you expect your vocabulary to be the same. <laughs> <laughs> Dead Leg Media says that's a shirt idea. Oh, it's your turn. I did the racist jeans. <laughs> Who oh, made your God. jeans? Only white people, white kids. Man, Only wear white man jeans. <laughs> All right, this this uh, I, I left some of these articles up from the last time we were podcasting that I never covered, and uh, so we'll hit we'll hit at least one of these before we'll have like what will be our episode break. Mm-hmm. Before our next episode, because <laughs> we're recording two today, <laughs> cop arrested on seven counts of what I don't know. I get Ooh. this police wow, tribune. If someone from the police tribune reads this, yeah, do we have any? Police come on, tribune guys, fans, get your shit together. Billy, is it your your man? The layout of this website, your your graphic. Your headshot covers your name. So it's L-L-Y Matkin. It could be Allie. You appear to be female. Molly. Molly Matkin. Holly. Um, I don't know. Um, Anyway, the title doesn't make any sense. Cop arrested on seven counts. Seven counts of of what? I I, I just don't know. After allegedly, (laughs) I always love the allegedly part, obstructing fire crew nearly hitting deputy with his car. Okay, Lake Worth, Florida. Ooh. A veteran Delray Beach police officer was arrested for aggravated assault on a law enforcement officer and six other offenses after he allegedly interfered with firefighters who were actively fighting a blaze and nearly struck a sheriff's deputy with his vehicle. Good Lord. The incident began at approximately 2 p.m. on October 2nd, where 
Oh, when Palm Beach County Fire Rescue received a report of a residential fire on Barberton Road, WPEC Online Edition reporting. <laughs> they responded to the scene and began battling a blaze that had ignited the roof of a shed behind a home, according to WTPV or WPTV Online Edition. In addition to PBCFR's equipment and personal, gosh, with the abbreviations. Unbelievable. Six to eight Palm Beach County Sheriff's Office, PBSO, deputies who responded to the scene also had their vehicles parked along the street. As firefighters worked to extinguish the flames, first responders spotted a 2010 Mazda with a family inside pulling out of a nearby driveway, WPTV reported online edition. The driver was later identified as 42-year-old Delray Beach Police Officer Peter Sosa. The roadway was not usable due to the firefighting equipment, which included a water line that was running to a hydrant, according to investigators. Oh, my God. Got to the bottom of that. Yeah. Where does this hose go? The sheriff's office said Officer Sosa was undeterred by the blockage and instead drove his Mazda along a grassy swale and across his neighbor's driveways wow. as he attempted to drive around the equipment and hoses, WPTV online edition reported. <laughs> Firefighters and deputies, right? Can't you just say at the beginning everything yeah. that I'm going to nope, say was can't. reported elsewhere? They wanted in your skull, man. Gosh, never. Good Firefighters enough. and deputies ran to his location and tried to stop him. At which point, Officer Sosa allegedly began quote revving the tires. Is that revving the tires. revving the tires, attempting hmm. to antagonize? The deputies. In a Mazda? Leaving, quote, tire marks in the grass, the PBSO's report read. How stupid. These Everybody involved here is stupid. Revving. Revving tires. The tires. I didn't even know that was possible. I didn't uh, know they were equipped with our It is a newer feature on oh, Mazdas, I think. With, all I'm picturing is some shitty old Tire Mazda revving hatchback. technology. It's called TRT for short. I think it's a... Uh, I think my friend that assembles those told me oh, about that. that guy. Yeah. While his family bailed out of the vehicle. Are you fucking kidding me? Oh, my God. Officer Sosa jumped into a 2011 Ford Expedition and took off driving through the grass and his neighbor's yards until he reached the street. Oh, my God. What the heck? He then allegedly punctured one of the fire hoses by running over it, thereby forcing the firefighters to briefly shut down their suppression effort, WPTV online edition reporting. They were ultimately able to extinguish the blaze. A PBSO deputy attempted to intercept Officer Sosa as he took off driving northbound on Barberton Road, but the veteran officer veered off of the road and into the grass in his continued attempt to flee the area, the sheriff's office said. A second deputy got out of her patrol unit and also tried to stop him, at which point Officer Sosa allegedly revved his engine this time. Oh. So to accelerate. one of the engine, too, then. I thought it was just in the tires now. No, again, it's, it's the technology. Oh, it's, it's advanced. You're right. It adds. It's not just engine anymore that's revvable. It's tires. But it doesn't preclude the engine revving. They're separate systems. Okay. Like, I think it's a switch, kind of like 4 by 4 Um. To accelerate towards her. So we're supposed to believe that Officer Sosa decided he just woke up and chose violence. <laughs> he woke up and decided, you know what I'm going to try to do? I am sick of being a Delray Beach police officer. I am going so to try to run over these Palm Beach County deputies. That's so why I'm going to rev my shit. I'm going to rev my engine and my tires. And your tires, yeah. 
and I'm going to plow these some bitches over. <sighs> the deputy said she had to jump out of the way in order to avoid being oh, hit stop. by the SUV, WT, WPTV, online edition reported. Officer Sosa then allegedly went around the deputy's patrol vehicle and off the roadway again, driving across the grass until he got back onto the street. The deputy jumped back into her patrol car and chased after the officer's oh, vehicle as he sped stop. down Lake Worth Road. At one point during the pursuit, so this is a full-on... Oh, yeah. This is light sirens, audibles, pit maneuvers. Officer Sosa allegedly, quote, slammed his brakes. Oh, my God. Causing the vehicle to go from 40 miles per hour to an abrupt stop. Is it an wow. illogical question to ask what the hell the brakes are supposed to do besides that? Wow. I would hope that my brakes could go from 40 to zero very quickly. I, in a shocking twist to this chase, the officer applied his brakes and came to a stop. Oof. It's weird. I know. It's hard to believe. So you're saying that they activated their lights, probably their sirens, and then the, the individual went from 40 to a, just a complete stop? I'm not, I mean, I'm not sure. I, I don't. It was in the blink of an it. eye. Again, possibly new technology on the Mazdas. It's it. It's called instantaneous really. IBS, instantaneous braking system. Sound like Subarus now. It, it's wild. I mean, imagine if this thing had a spoiler. Oh my god! Um, it probably did. <laughs> a loud exhaust. It sounds like shit. <laughs> You're gonna love this next line. No, no. The deputy hit her. Hit her. Her brakes. Exactly. I, I thought this was going to be coming. Resulting in them locking up and sending her into a skid. <laughs> Thankfully, she paid attention in Evox school because she was able to swerve around Officer Sosa's vehicle. I mean, wait. I mean, let's ask the obvious question. Didn't she want him to stop? This is a movie. This is they're making this sound. Like, this is the chase in a, a bank heist scene. I feel like I'm in other guys right now. I feel like you Officer Sosa had a Mike? dead president mask on. <laughs> hey, Mike, you think what I'm thinking? Taco Tuesday, Riker Island. <laughs> Riker. The officer ultimately stopped and was arrested on seven charges altogether, including uh, felony aggravated assault on an officer. Felony criminal mischief of $1,000 or more. Felony prevention or obstructing extinguishment of a fire. Officer Sosa was also charged with four misdemeanor counts of failure to obey law enforcement officer, WPTB, online edition reporter. <laughs> he was released from jail later that same night after posting an $11,000 bond. Good Lord. It's probably, um, probably wasn't even cash, sir. It was probably, you know. But shortly after his release, he allegedly began sending emails to deputies involved in the incident, oh as God, well as amazing. the former spouse of the deputy who arrested him. Oh, wow. The wow. judge ultimately modified Sosa's release conditions and prohibited him from having any contact with victims, witnesses, or their family members. He was also ordered to surrender his firearms to the PBSO. Oh His God. arraignment is set for October 21st. Don't, you can be sure we, we will be to, following up on thank this Thank you. 
we have we have got to be able to report back on this. And you know what? Dead Lake Media, it does sound like the editor told the writer you need 500 more words. Delray, Delray Beach Police Department spokesman Ted White said that the 12-year department veteran was placed on an administrative leave after his arrest. I would be, I'm so curious as to how this one ends up. Oh, my God. I, uh, I definitely definitely need to follow up on this this case. So the 21st is his arraignment. We will be sure to be, I mean, you're going to, we won't be here. Uh, we'll have no, to like we'll post at, it in we'll the We'll actually be at the court. Um, I will taking be. Taking notes, at, you know. I won't be there. I was going to say I might be in, no, wait, I will be in Florida. I just won't be there. I go to Florida on the 21st. Well, that's, well. I'll be I in know, the same state. I'm getting as close to the story as I can. Yeah. I'll say as it, a, that, I'll put it that way. I think as an investigative reporter, like you are, um, mm-hmm. it's always important that you get as close to the scene as possible. And I think that you're doing will a be. great job with that. I will so, be. Yeah. I will be stateside. Yeah. I mean, we that. won't be reporting on it, um, but but you'll be there. Well, okay. Mm-hmm. You won't be there, but you'll be in the, the vicinity. Okay. Maybe not the yes. vicinity. Florida is a very <laughs> big state, but you get the picture. You all, you get, you guys yes. get the picture. Correct. Whew. <laughs> That's a lot, man. That's a mouthful. Um, a lot happened there. Uh, I hope the bank heist, I hope they caught the robbers. Isn't that what happened? Is that where we're at? Um, yes. Thought, yeah. Okay. So I do hope that they caught the the terrorist in that one. Uh, I believe like 16 more people got out of Sosa's clown car at the time <laughs> of the stop, of the abrupt stop. <laughs> and and he literally went from one vehicle to another as <laughs> if he's like, I mean, yes. is that right? I mean, as if this is his family grand theft auto. bailed. Yeah. His family bailed from the original car. He had sex with a hooker uh, in in between changing vehicles out. (laughs) A hand-to-hand drug transaction took place. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Wow. Oh, that's good stuff. Okay. All right. You got one more for this this episode? I I do. Um, This is one that's more going to affect kind of Michiganders on this one. Uh, It is accused of flirting. This is from the AP News Online Edition. Accused of flirting juror dismissed from Whitmer plot trial. Jackson, Michigan. A judge has dismissed a young woman from the jury hearing the trial of three men in connection with a 2020 plot to kidnap Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer. The FBI plot? After, yep, after attorneys accuse her of flirting with one of the defendants, Judge Thomas Wilson <laughs> announced Friday that the woman has been removed from the jury two days after attorneys raised concerns the juror was having too much nonverbal communication with the defendant, Paul Bellar, or Bellar, whatever his name is. The uh, Jackson Citizen Patriot Online Edition reported, quote, it didn't just happen on one day. It happened over multiple days, Wilson said, of the juror's behavior. I decided what is she like doing, doing one of these numbers? <laughs> I, I wish. Uh, it's safer to err on the side of caution. It, you'll hear what she did. and it's So it, it'll be a good point of discussion. But Wilson <laughs> she's said. She's got the, the fingers in the side of the mouth. Like, oh, <laughs> She does like the she's putting the hole with her fingers and putting the finger through it. She's like you, me, you, me. (laughs) Nonverbal. Wilson said he has never seen such behavior in nearly thirty-five years of practicing law. The juror took the decision well. He said, "Bellar, twenty-four, was a member of a pyramid." Now, if you've got his, have actually the Wolverine Watchman baby. Yeah, if you guys have actually seen. This trio, 
it scares me to think of what they are one hundred percent the product of incest. Oh, there is no doubt. Like they were born in Kentucky, they just spent most of their life in northern Michigan. That's how bad it is. Uh, was Michigan a does have a, a, a lot of Kentucky transplants. Though. Oh God, yes. Uh, was a member of a paramilitary group, the Wolverine Watchmen. He is standing trial with co-defendants Joseph Morrison and Pete Musico. The three are charged in state court in Jackson, Michigan. With uh, They are charged with the crime the FBI committed. It, dude, we could go all day on that. <laughs> we um, did a whole show on it. It's, yes. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, with, a, with providing material support for a terrorist act, the men have pleaded not guilty, claiming they were entrapped by an FBI informant. They were. And his <laughs> handlers, the defendant's attorneys, objected to the juror's dismissal. Quote, there was no verbal communication between the two, and the descriptions of the communication are speculative, said uh, Kareem Johnson, who reports, uh, who represents Musico. Uh, William Ralston, who is prosecuting the case for the Michigan Attorney General, raised concerns about the juror before Wilson during a meeting in Chambers Wednesday. Since the start of the trial, uh, this is the, the, the uh, prosecutor, since the start of the trial, there's been nonverbal communication between uh, one of the jurors, a female, and Mr. Beller. <laughs> the communication has been in the form of eye contact and smiling at each other. Several others in the courtroom, including Wilson and Beller's attorney, Andrew Kilpatrick, also said they had seen interactions between the two since the trial began. Authorities have said, uh, have said disgust over COVID-19 restrictions imposed by Whitmer inspired the defendants to form an alliance with others who were, co- uh, were conspiring uh, to kidnap the Democratic governor and trigger a national <laughs> revolt shortly before the 2020 presidential election. Oh, my God. This is what a joke this has been. Um, this is actually, if you don't keep track of any of this Michigan stuff, it is an absolute fucking joke. This whole, th- this whole thing has been one big giant mess. Uh, two other men, Adam Fox and Barry Croft, were convicted in August of federal crimes in connection with the plot. And that's all we got there. I, I think, man... I want to know what she looks like, man. Now I'm now I'm curious. Like I want to see like what what if they went to like the court recorder, the artist guy, Is there any that does it for like instead of you know they only allow like sketch artists in there and they they're like let's see what you got. They're going through his old pictures and they show like the the one female juror with a smile on her face. They're like ah, see this? We've caught you in the act. It's just drawings. It's so ridiculous, dude. I'm I don't looking even for. Know. I'm looking for. You got I'm looking this. for any images. I know there is right? there is some court images. It's pretty funny. Oh, really? But, uh, yeah, I don't know if it's it's not of of that chick. So yeah, I don't know. Somebody maybe ought to do some digging if if that exists, but mm, I don't see it on the on the top searches on the Google machine yet. I'd have to do some digging. Dude, it, Drew's, I, Drew's good at that kind of stuff. Drew, you know who had to do that. some digging in this one? The FBI, I think. Now, I wasn't there for this whole deal, but it just seems, it, it just stinks. All of it stinks, man. <laughs> truly, truly bad. Ugh. Reeks really bad. It um, does. Just like those three guys probably do, and that girl. <laughs> yeah, clearly, so, clearly. Like I said, but, if you guys haven't seen pictures of these dudes, man. After their Ooh. conjugal visit. That's going to oh, smell even don't better. Say it. Oh, God. You just yeah. had to go there. You had to go like there. Like a sardine dipping in a can of tuna. It's like dipping a wooden tilly <laughs> into a can of <laughs> sardines. 
Juror uh, seven was accused of bringing a wooden dilly to <laughs> deliberations. Wow. Oh my god. Oh, I'm gonna die. Dang it. All right. That'll do it for this this episode oh, god, yes. of Off the Cuff. Tune in next week when we also won't be live and will also be part of the same exact time that we're spending together right now. Yeah. And uh, Are we, you going to leave us look on right now while we're... Because I want to send this over to you right now. That way I can separate it. And I don't want to separate it. I want to make Elijah do that. Oh, fuck. Fuck that guy then. Yeah, we'll just keep one, one giant... Yeah, it's not like he's going to show anyway. Yeah, no. Screw that guy. Yeah, should we do the clap for him to make it a little easier? No. Because he, he's going to screw it up. It'll already be synced. No, we already did our clap. Well, I so know the whole that, thing but will be what synced. I'm saying is to start a new one because he's going nope. to screw it up. He's a big no, old screw up. He's worse than you, Mike. Whatever. That's you know what lot. he did? He did screw up our last episode because we said like, hey, are we going to keep this going? We'll just cut. The, we'll end the show. Then we'll do some We'll do some more stuff for just the, the and members. He didn't separate it, did and he? he didn't separate it. See? He left it in there. So everybody got the bonus content. See, he's a failure. And if I'm going to take my pants off for the fans... And you I don't want it. I don't, it can't go to everybody. Nope. Just the paying ones. If everybody's special, nobody is. Can't say that enough.